Ah, hello everybody, Dale! <laughs> I'm boxing already. <laughs> Welcome to episode 206 of the Hot Box Show, coming to you live and unpredictable from the Daz Farm, and we've been having lots of fun after a very, very, very busy week, and uh, I think we sit down here every single evening on a Thursday, and we think to ourselves, wow, is it episode 206 already? Mm. Um, <coughs> you know. Also, uh, is it nearly Friday already? Like, happy it? to Friday, like, share, <laughs> subscribe. <Liked laughs> she sneaked it in. That was a very creative way of putting Thank it you. in. Thank you so oh, much. Right there in the beginning, while we're still catching your attention. Oh. I've been running around this week like crazy. Our dear Amy um, went away for a few days, very, very well-deserved break. Mm. And um, we're busy preparing for all of our UN stuff next week. Uh, it is going to be a week jam-packed with boring drug policy stuff. But we have to pay attention to the stuff, and that is why you support Fields of Green for All, because we will do the boring drug policy stuff for you and make sure that your human rights are protected. So, um, it's been one of those weeks, and I know that Joe knows more about the content of the show than I do, so she's going to do the actual, actual introduction. And you, okay. know, you know, it's not even just all the admin at the moment, it's, it's middle of growth season for a lot of people, yeah. it's like, it's either that time mm. where you're struggling with your flowering plants and everything is stressing you out because it's a 24-7 game, mm. um, or you've got to work on the admin. And this is yeah. the week I decided to hire a huge big skip and unhoard my house. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it all at once. And you know, we're so busy rattling on about what a busy week that we had that I completely forgot to introduce everybody. Shane, sorry, <coughs> I left you sitting no there with a no, no. mouthful of teeth. <laughs> Shane is our very special guest tonight. He comes to us from old friends, well, not old as in age, but old friends of Fields of Green for All called GT Hydro. They were within the first five <coughs> people to join up as affiliates. Do you remember what year? I know it was before your yeah, time. Yeah, it was before my time, so... We started in 2012, so maybe it was okay. around that time. But I think it was as we instituted was, yeah. the 2014. Affiliates? I think it was 2014. 2014 yeah, yeah. Because we were still yeah. scrambling our way through join the queue. Yeah, it looks like you know more we? about this than I do. So yeah, yeah. yeah. 2014 because 2013 we registered Fields of Green for All. So and we really, honestly, 100% didn't know what we were doing, and um, I sometimes think sometimes. Some days that we um, still don't know what we're doing, but we do our best anyway. Yeah. And I think that when it comes to uh, growing and the technicalities and providing an amazing service and being able to provide South Africa with the support that they need in the cannabis industry, we've looked to companies like GT Hydro uh, all these years. And we know it's not easy for the grow shops now. There's mm. grow shops on nearly every corner. Yep. I think that people that used to do very well are now struggling and have to keep reinventing themselves and being on top of their game and come and bringing out That's the true, best yes. equipment. But I'm not going <coughs> to say everything now right at the beginning. So this is Shane from GT Hydro, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Right, so tonight we're going to be taking a look at uh, adult uh, use as sale, adult use sales for South Africa as proposed to this week's government meeting. There was another sneaky government meeting. I saw that. And Myrtle's going to talk about that in, in her Fields of Greenfall update. And then, um, because we've been talking so much about policy, the second story we're covering tonight is a bit of a breather from that. Uh, we discovered that there was um, a whole bottle, a whole uh, bunch of champagne, very expensive actual champagne 
that had to be recalled because it was full of MDMA. Wow. <laughs> two, two for the price of one. Oh, <laughs> Do we have any of that yet? And then Charles, bless your soul, he came up with our um, poll for this evening. The poll, don't forget, is only on Facebook. Uh, hopefully YouTube will one day allow us to do polls again. But for this evening, the poll is, should you need a license to sell weed? Your options are, you don't need one for cigarettes, why should you need one for dacha? Yes, else the market will flood and collapse. Or only for high THC products so that we can maintain good safety. Let us know what you think in the poll. Don't forget to vote on that. What do you guys think? I have um, mm. some fairly out there um, opinions about it all myself because even medical use is, well, recreational use is medical use. The term itself is a medicinal term. Mm. We, we smoke something recreationally to ease our minds, to ease our bodies, to ease our pain. All so so nothing should have even been separated from the start of that question, you know? Yeah. 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 Like we said in Ricky's, uh, quoted from Ricky's article last week, rope or dope, it's the same plant. What do yeah. you think? So, yeah, um, this is a tricky one because, I, yeah, I think that it should follow the, the same route as alcohol. Okay, so do you, yeah. need, you need to have the liquor license to sell alcohol? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I know that's probably not going to win many fans saying oh, that, look, but... It's, it's good to know what, what, you know, opinion is. Can't just be what we want to understand. <laughs> I've always been against licenses mm. of any sort. I think that it is our government taking our right away from us and selling it back to us. Okay. Yes. But having said that, we have to have quality standards and we have to have, 100%, you know, yeah. we, we definitely have to have regulations. But I, this thing of a license is important. You know, it's imported and it's the, it's the go-to standard. Nobody's ever thought about it in a bit of a left-brain way. Mm. And the way that I think it should work is that can, a cannabis business is like any other business. So if you are in the business of selling chemicals to industrial places or something like that you have to have a certain set of standards you don't have to have a license to sell chemi chemicals to industry you have to abide by the standards of the chemicals safety blah 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 okay depends on what chemical yeah, yeah but a, a broad based thing say mm -hmm. you've got a company making cleaning products or whatever like that. You don't have to go to the government and pay them a huge big license fee and whatever. No, you set up your company and you have your directors and your CEOs and everything like that and then whichever business you are in, it has a certain set of standards and that's what needs to be set first and then if people can show that they can meet those requirements, okay, and those requirements might be a different thing for us for a Dacha private club in a township to uh, a high-end THC store, store in a mall. But do you have an issue more with the license itself or the people that are uh, governing that? Uh, more with the people that are governing it yeah. because I don't think that uh, it should be the government that issue those licenses. I think that we need a, a, a cannabis authority, a cannabis ombudsman, because we have obviously got to have like a tiered system. So in a perfect world where there was no corruption? I always talk perfect world. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've said right from the start that our job here at Fields of Green Fall isn't done until the guy who wants to sell a matchbox at the robot is allowed to do so without being arrested. But how now, do you then control 
the you pesticides that are, that are getting used. And... <laughs> yeah, okay. You see what that, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, the South African public should be given the the choice. Okay, mm. whether they are going to go, whether they're going to get their, their cannabis either from a very strictly controlled pharmacy, or they're going to get it from a Dacha private club, or they're going to get it from a pot shop, or whatever. There's going to be lots and lots of different models and different approaches for it. Just like and if you want to go and buy the matchbox on the corner, you should be allowed to do that because you are you're not looking for a label, sure. and there can be no harm mm. um, done by. If you if you are willingly buying something that doesn't have a label, assuming that the person that's doing the buying is an adult, yes, yes. yes. So yes. similar to the way, it, like you said in liquor, there's now the craft beer markets and stuff like that, yeah. craft gins, and and there's all these events and festivals going on around them. They face the same issue of do we all need certain commercial <coughs> licenses and so on? Yeah. As craft beer makers, or are we going to regulate it within? Exactly. So it's not just us. No, not it's at all. It's not just us. It's a, I think that it's a worldwide thing about control, and I think that the, the, we're the victim of harms being overstated. Mm. Yeah. We really are. And, I mean, to control this thing, so... Let us know what you think. We've got the comments on on Facebook. We've got the comments on on YouTube. Uh, I'm on the YouTube, the, the Facebook comments at the moment, and I just want to say how's it to Arnu. Uh, Willem, watching from the UK, welcome. Darpan uh, from oh, Spanibus, from Hello. the Dumper Dumper crew. Uh, we've got Kudan Craft. Away, away. There's a lively conversation going on there, actually. Mm. Uh, okay, yeah. I'll go and look later. And also, I think before we get stuck into too much more uh, heavy information, let's have a look at the Dank Cam. And exactly. see what well, it is. That's we're why we're here. After all, we only come <laughs> for the weed at the beginning of the show. How deep and thoughtful are we really going to yeah. go tonight? <laughs> yes. So this is. On. What is this one? Then we got a mandarin cookies. Right. Can't see it yet. Here we go. So I've taken a bit of both of these strains. The mandarin cookies is really nice, but what I've really been enjoying right now is the twisted lemon ripple. So we just got to get that in focus. Yeah. The story of the mandarin there go, cookies. There, go, yeah. there, 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 right there. <laughs> Uh, the story of the mandarin cookies is um, <coughs> Nati, the legendary Western Cape grower, uh, Nati Tamati, came up with a bucky full of clones and gifted us four clones. And uh, you know what, we were so busy and we didn't get to actually veg out those clones um, under lights, which we should have done. We just popped them straight into the beautiful Haarfeld sun and they grew all over the place and they re-vegged and they whatever. But what a splendid smoke. So Nati, if you're watching, thank you very much for the clones. They don't go, grow very beautifully if you just pop them in the ground here in the middle of summer in the Haarfeld. But the smoke is divine. Yeah. And, and then the second one we've got... The Twisted Lemon Ripple. Twisted Lemon Ripple is one of my favourites. It's extremely it's dense. It's quite a rip. You would, you would kind of think it's an indoor plant if you didn't know any different. Yeah. Closer. Yeah. And it's an extremely energetic high. This is one of my favourites. Yeah. Where's Dan? Uh, <laughs> Dan? Don't smoke. Dan, yes, I could do the Dan camera. Don't want to smoke the Twisted shit. Lemon Ripple. Uh, usually high citrusy kind of... Uh, terpene profiles in plants will give you a very energetic feeling when you smoke it. Mm. So if you're an anxious person, stay away from strains like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, quite, 
It is quite um, uh, strong and it comes from pot belly seeds in the UK. And uh, we're very sad that this year we planted the last of our pot belly seeds, but maybe, maybe we'll get some more somewhere along the line. I highly recommend them if you're going to the UK. That would be awesome. Yeah. Now Mertz, the Fields of Greenfall update, tell us what happened this week. We had another secret meeting. We did, we did. We had this meeting. Um, so we were actually let know about it last week, which was which is quite nice. I think it was Thursday. Mm. Uh, Russ Warren was the first person to, um, to pick it up on his email. Uh, I'm sometimes a little bit slow on my email. And we were given our usual link to the Justice uh, portfolio committee's Zoom room, and I suppose there must have been about um, 30 or 40 people in there, and we got going to listen to an update on the bill. Now, there's uh, the main person who's involved with the drafting is Advocate Robertson, and then there's usually the same people in the room. There's the secretary, um, uh, Mr. Vunani Romano, and um, there's usually advocates, Honorable Swart from the ACDP. There's usually somebody from the uh, the DA, and there's usually Glynis, uh, it's usually Glynis Breitenbach, I think, from the from the DA. And so, and so we gathered, and they started reading out because they go through each thing that they've now that they've now amended. And um, the first thing that we kind of caught onto was a big, long explanation about percentages of THC and flowers, and they were calling flowers cops, and we couldn't really, and we were just like, oh, this is descending. It started off very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. And then it totally changed key. And uh, to cut a long story short, um, they recommended that the bill be adjusted to accommodate the commercialization of cannabis in South Africa. Uh, because they realized that they couldn't be working in a silo over here doing all this privacy stuff and lim limiting us to 15 seeds and doing all of this knee-jerk reaction stuff while over across the road is the Department of Trade and Industry now uh, developing a, a commercial thing. Mm -hmm. And as you heard from us last week, we think that the National Cannabis Master Plan might be on track again. It's been taken away from the Department of Agriculture. It's been put in the office of the presidency. They also recommend that there would be, a, a, I don't know what they call it, action <coughs> committee or something. Oh, yes, set it was up. An action committee. Yeah. So in between all of our stuff and preparing for, for the UN and whatnot, we got all of the... Uh, salient points down, ended the sort of five-hour session, and we all looked at each other and thought, what, what was that all about? It was actually a very big step, and it was covered on EWN by um, our dearest attorney, Paul Michael Teichel. So if you look at the uh, Fields of Green for All socials from today, you will see that uh, that we posted the EWN video. It was also covered in the Mail and Guardian very uh, comprehensively. So yes. that Mail and Guardian um, uh, article, thanks Joe for finding it for us. Uh, thanks to the Mail and Guardian for, for your insightful reporting, indeed. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's Paul Michael on the left there celebrating with all our brothers and sisters outside the Constitutional Court. and. You know, sometimes these things 
it's so unpredictable. It just sneaked up to us uh, on Tuesday. We mm. didn't see it coming at all. Not to say that the process is going to go any faster, you know, but it's that's just it's, it's how a step it is. forward, and we are always yeah. grateful for a step forward. Yeah. So we've been to a kind of wheeling from from that since Tuesday and absorbing it and spreading it around the world because this is what people in other developing countries really want to to hear about. Yeah. You know, and I think that people in particularly in the global global south are really struggling from failed medical cannabis experiments and all of that. And if we as South Africa can at least show we're moving vaguely in the right direction, it really uh, helps mm. people. So that was the first thing with with uh, Fields of Green this week. And then today I went and met the, the new Chiba students and our dear affiliates over at the Chiba Academy welcomed a new batch of, of students in on, uh, on Wednesday and I went to go and give them my customary activism lecture and tell them how I'm not sick and I don't want to wear socks and um, they must go out there and be ambassadors for sustainable cannabis and all of that. So that was great. Just nice to see some bright young minds, <coughs> enthusiastic, um, coming to learn about about the cannabis industry. So that's basically what um, what has been happening at Fields of Green this week. Well, thank you very much. I love oh. the way that you always break it down into such easy to understand terms. Oh, thank you so much. It, it makes it easier for you guys to understand. Yeah. It's not this huge big legal talk and. Makes it easier for me to understand who my character yeah. is. It's nice to be able to give some good news. Yeah, I You know, do. after a while. There's, uh, there don't, don't seem Charles hasn't let us know about too many arrests this week. I think there's maybe been two or three. But I think, oh, we can, this happens in Parliament, we can filter this, filter this down to the police and there's hope. There's hope. How many, how many arrests are there normally in a week? About maybe six or eight. Okay, this is, this is nationwide, obviously. Yeah, and when you, well, those are only the people that come to us. We yeah, don't know, you know. Child. So it's okay. a very small amount. But remember when we used to have a thousand a day? I don't no remember that at all. Yeah. Wow. No exaggeration. Yeah. Rio That's remembers crazy. that one. Hey, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we remember busy, that. Busy. Yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was, I take my hat off to Charles. I used to answer that emergency line and, and <laughs> got to a point where I just emotionally couldn't handle wow, it. People were really panicked and they're cooning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know, through all of this, nothing is said about arrest and incarceration. So we just have to keep plugging uh, away at it. And uh, I promise you, we are in the background. We are dealing with that very serious issue. And we wouldn't be able to do it without the, the, the love and the support of our affiliates, of which Green Thumb Hydro is one. So, yay, welcome to the studio, Shane, officially again. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, um, you guys have been affiliates with us for, for ages. You are like the original OG like, um, growth shop. Yeah, we've been around a while. Um, Before there was even an industry. Yes. And, th and that, in the beginning, obviously worked in our favor. And life was very easy. Mm -hmm. And things are very tough now. There so seems to be a grow shop on every corner. Every single days. corner, yeah. It's, it's actually so, frightening. Yeah. It's, it's frightening. One wonders how people are managing to make it through the month. Like if there's enough uh, um, customers for, for that many shops. You know? Yeah, so the customer base doesn't seem to be growing. So obviously there was a big boost mm. a couple of years back with that mm. constitutional That's ruling. Good. And then there was a, you know, everyone was, for want of a better word, making a lot of buck. Mm -hmm. And uh, now it's a completely different ballgame. And don't you think, uh, how much has it affected you that um, 
after the Concord ruling, it was in September, so it was time for planting season. Everybody rushed and thought everybody's going to be growing at home. And so I'll open up a grow shop because I'm going to have all these millions of customers. Do you think that that might have happened? It definitely happened. Oh, okay. 100%. Yeah, that's oh. definitely happened. Um, and then, obviously, with uh, these crazy COVID regulations, that hasn't helped either. So over yeah. the last two years. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's a, a combination of a lot of competition and people are tending to hold on to their money now. I think everyone's feeling the pinch. It's a global yeah. phenomenon. Yeah. It's not even just yeah. us. So um, There's competition, but at the same time, not everyone is stocking the right stuff. Mm. They haven't been doing it long enough to, to know the right suppliers. Yeah. Income's been there since 2012, and if you need something, they'll source it for you. They'll have it. Yeah. 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 And also to have that, uh, you know, total respect that you guys can carry so much stock as well. Yeah. Just from a business point of view, mm. it's really, it's really difficult to juggle that, juggle the stock. And then also in the middle of COVID, all the ships got stuck out there in the sea somewhere, and everything took so long to be delivered. And, and, and you know what else we saw during COVID was a lot of panic buying, and then when people realised that the world wasn't going to end, yeah. a lot of return oh, of yeah. product. Oh no. So people bring stuff out with my money. Hundred percent. Wow. It was, it was actually a, it was bad. I mean, sure. we had to. Um, customers aren't happy when they hear this, but we had to, you know, try and curb that. Yes. Because, you know, you sell yeah. X amount, and then half of that comes back, and that's you've that can be crippling. You've already got more stock. You can't yeah. spent on yeah. stuff, yeah. and your your stock also you've already amazing. paid the VAT on that and sale and yeah, the customer, your bookkeeping really. So, so the customer that's coming in, he he obviously sees it from his point of view, yeah. and so he doesn't understand it, I'm trying to explain to him, but you know, this is becoming a, a serious problem, yeah. and, um, but anyway, yeah, I don't want to yeah. talk about just the bad no, things. No, 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 listen, you guys stand out above the rest, I think, because you carry such great stock, and you guys have got your staff, from what I've experienced, are all long-term staff, and you, you find that in a company that, that treats people well, so, brownie points you. on that, and, um, yeah, right. Tell us about you've got this uh, beautiful bong, bong thing. Okay, so this is not this is not actually green thumb, but okay, it, it okay. is kind of it does tie into green thumb because um, we'll be giving this away at green thumb. Okay, okay. we need okay. to see it. Sorry, yeah. Do, where do I hold it up? So I just think. Right in front of you. Yeah, right, just, just like that, eh? All right, yeah. okay. I'm I'm a bit nervous because yeah. it's fragile. Wow, that's a goose. Goose. Yeah. yeah. Goose. Oh, wow. So, so goose. green thumb have also uh, long been associated with beautiful pieces of glass in one way or another yes. and it's really a privilege to have such a... Would you like to... Wow. Just don't break it. Read them hard with the ones that also okay. did the giveaway of the... Um, mothership. Mothership. Yeah. 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 Oh, I remember that. Two, by the way. Wow. Two. We gave two away. I think you can see it against the dark background here but it's got a beautiful, what is it called? A goose. The, a yeah. goose. And by the way, that was that was that was hand blown by Praxis Glass. So I just had to give him a shout out. Shout out. We love you, Armand. <laughs> Praxis Glass. Um, I've made, had made a beautiful cabinet for all of Jules's glass, and there's three or four beautiful Praxis pieces in there that are, were really some of his favourite. Yeah, he really does nice work. So it's got me. its little um, uh, carb cap. Carb cap. Beautiful. It's got all these little. It's got an egg. egg. Yes, that's a, that's a goose egg. There's a oh, goose egg. There's a goose egg in there. Egg yeah. the a golden egg. goose egg. Yeah. That's very oh, cool. Wow. And then this is its. Um, what do you call this thing again? The cock cap. Banger. Banger. The banger, and then the actual, then the actual bowl of it. 
Wow, that's wow. beautiful. It's really so what is, so beautiful. So what do you have to do in order to stand in line to win that? So you just have to head over to Golden Goose's Instagram page. Okay. And um, just, you know, you follow the instructions. It. Yeah, we're giving it away. Um, so, like I said, we'll be giving it away at Golden Goose. I mean, at uh, Green Thumb. Mm -hmm. So, on the 22nd of April, so that's not 420, that's 422. Yes, but, that's, but that's 422. There we go. <laughs> so on Friday, we'll just be having a braai, you know, free beer, free yeah. bourbon rolls, a couple free of specials. Beer, free oh, yeah, rolls, everyone loves free, free beer. Hydro. And then we'll be giving this away as well. Just show up. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Excellent. So go and visit uh, Green Thumb's shop. I know they've got a beautiful display cabinet that they keep their lovely glass in. Yes. You can go and visit the Golden Goose. Uh, she is really, really beautiful. And. Um, uh, uh, worth a visit to the uh, Instagram page. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah no, indeed. No, that's great. We love um, pieces of glass of, of great beauty, and uh, we probably don't feature enough concentrates and dabbing and glass and all of that on the show. Um, but we'll get there. We'll get we'll back get to there. it. We'll get back to it. Yeah. There's regulations around policies around YouTube. We yeah. don't want to break. Um, get get a strike and get deleted. Exactly. Yes, but if you've like got any ideas of how we can uh, promote the use of concentrates and dabbing uh, as a as an alternative to smoking, and you'd like to come and tell us about your experience on the show, we can be me on on Zoom, or if anybody out there is watching, do, and can give us some ideas on how to promote different ways of ingesting cannabis, particularly dabbing, which Jules loved so much, mm. then give us a shout. Put it in the comments down below. Like, share, subscribe. I'll just slide that in there. That's it. And I think maybe we should get on to some news. True. California. First story is uh, we're going international for a change. Uh, California yep. cannabis regula uh, regulators propose new industry regulations. Some more changes. So the California Department of Cannabis Control, uh, known as the DCC, is proposing changes to the state's cannabis industry regulations, including allowing prepackaged food and drink at consumption lounges, restrictions on ingredients used in inhaled products, and prohib prohibiting products that would otherwise be considered medical devices or over-the-counter drugs, such as nasal sprays, eye drops, and metered dose inhalers. <laughs> Additionally, the agency is proposing removing the requirement for distributors to carry printed copies of test results, allowing continued curbside pickup at retail locations, which basically extends uh, a rule enacted during the coronavirus pandemic. The agency said that the proposals are meant to streamline and simplify the cannabis regulations, enhance consumer protections, and make permanent changes that are currently in effect as emergency regulations. Now, an they're, industry, going backwards. they're going backwards. An industry perspective on the story, um, and this was by uh, Chief Strategy Officer Neil Abbott of Blue Dream. He says, criminalizing medical cannabis delivery methods that patients rely on is a terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, if the goal is to promote consumer safety, regulators should not completely strip away patient access to medicinal products that have already been made difficult to acquire by adult use le uh, legalization. And how does it relate to us? I mean, cannabis has been legal for, what, 20, 30 years in California? And they're still fucking around with regulations. They're going back now. They're going backwards. Rewrite yeah. like, Can we use this as a, an example, as a bad example? Yeah. Because we, yeah. we, we need more of a sense of urgency with our regulations. It's, it's incredibly urgent that we allow our economy to 
start getting a little bit of a kickstart. Exactly, yeah, we and not, you know, the, we say this over and over again, that um, the only people that are going to win in all of this is the lawyers, yeah. because then the industry leaders have to take this all to court, and, and that's how it happens. It's just like a complete cycle, and if we can break this cycle in South Africa and get the real evidence heard right from the beginning, Mm. Then, then maybe maybe we've got a chance. Maybe we've got a chance. Otherwise, we're going to go round and round and round and round like California. We still have the potential to be industry leaders globally. And also, a thing that with California, with California, is that their taxes are so high. Not only for cannabis, you know, Everything. totally across yeah. the board. And I think that there's been a lot of academic research done into that and the effect of the high taxes on the cannabis and whatever. So maybe we're going to also have to introduce that somewhere along the line. The the and use California as, as as an example. So let them be making mistakes, make mistakes and overregulate on, on everybody yeah. else's behalf. Yeah. No, exactly. Did you hear what happened to Jungle Boys recently? Yes, and I heard wow. that Jung Jungle Boys were were raided for 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 some sort of tax IRS. dispute. Yes, but they couldn't. Yeah. They weren't allowed to actually make payments during COVID. Yeah. And because of that, they were raided. Yeah. Mm. Wow. It was completely yeah. not even their yeah. fault. I mean, yeah, no, no. But all. I think that they did a great job. I mean, I was watching that on the Instagram feed, and I think that it did a great job of keeping everybody informed. Like, they filmed all over the place when the, when the feds were there and everything. So I think that it, not as a publicity stunt, but I think it was a nice wake-up for people in California. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a, this is going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's only the weapon. That's how that's they got Al Capone. They have to let people know, you know. Yeah. yeah. Are you talking about the IRS? The IRS is the only weapon that they've got against them because they are so impeccable, the Jungle Boys. I mean, we've been there. Yeah, they can't get them out any other way. Yeah, they can't get them out, and I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a bit of, like, gangsters and some sort of subterfuge going on there. But they let everybody know, and I think that it made it very real for a lot of people. Like, they haven't let us alone yet, you know. There's still this stigma. They're still trying to get you from every which angle. Yeah, I mean, did you see the video of, the, of them clearing out the tills yeah. and collecting all the cash? Yeah. And thank you very much. Yeah, and cheers, we're out of here. And with that's, big smiles. That's robbery. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then they've got to fight it. And who wins in the end? The lawyers. Because they've, they've now got to go pay to fight this. Yeah, exactly. So, Dale, what news is up your sleeve? So, Mutt has recalled champagne thought to contain in Moe. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I had to get you to say it. I knew it, but I had to get you to just say it. So, um, Moe, Chandon Imperial ice bottles have been recalled in mass after a number of units have found to have contained MDMA yeah. in very Fantastic. large amounts. Yeah. 12 Could people have the whole, all the rich people up. <laughs> 12 people have um, been poisoned due to contaminated <clears throat> champagne. Harold George, um, aged 52, died after drinking oh, well, a, a nice big gulp of what he thought was his champagne. Oh, you don't think this is like a, a, some sort of like a scare tactic? Well, it's not known how the MDMA ended up in the bottles, um, and it's therefore unable to estimate whether there are any more of these bottles containing hazardous substances. It cannot be ruled out that there are any other bottles with the same brand in circulation either. They also contain MDMA. Okay. So they've had to recall the entire load. Mm. Yeah. The one bottle that they found, the one that was lethal, had the dose that they found in that bottle that they tested grams. was 100 grams. I wonder if it was... Wow. Um, that's yeah, crazy. That's a lot of... Yeah, one bottle. Touching one bottle. The bottle I wonder, what do they call that? They call that industrial... Sabotage. Sabotage? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. 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 I wonder if it was industrial sabotage for... 
you know, speculation that imagine. maybe smugglers had been just using yeah. the, like smuggling liquid whatever uh, yeah, that makes sense yeah that makes yeah, more sense okay. yeah, 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 yeah like Mr. Nice used to smuggle all of his hash inside the inside yeah, the so somebody working at the factory yeah. or whatever you yeah. know and then there was a mix-up and then and then there was a mix-up and then there was uh, and then that's very dangerous. So it wasn't that's very dangerous. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Oopsie, oopsie, story of the week. Yeah. yeah. Story of the that week. And talking about regulations and making sure things are safe enough for the consumer. Yeah. That, that is the happens. main key. That still but happens. It still happens. It's life, though. It still happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. life. You can't regulate everything away to not harm yeah, anybody. To the max. You can't. It will never happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I suppose, seeing as it was in Malta, it was, you know, that's big drugs smuggling. Exactly. So you're saying this ties in nicely with what I was saying right in the beginning with the legalization, with the licensing. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. And, Even and with the license, how many yeah. kids still buy alcohol? For sure. Exactly. With of the course, license, yeah. Or just steal it from, the, from their parents' bar. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Need, you need an ID. How many kids still buy cigarettes? Yeah. 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 Uh, you need a driver's license. How many kids still steal their parents' cars? Yeah. But then, look, in relation to, <laughs> in relation to even our industry, I think, yeah. I think there's still a lot of people out there that are spraying plants and adding funny toxins and chemicals into yeah. plants before they sell it to make it somewhat so? stronger. Yeah. And you know why? Because, you because, so? because I'm, I'm a bit naive with all of this. No, definitely. And, and, and it's not, I wouldn't even oh, place, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't place any blame on the grower. I place the blame on the fact that it's been underground for so long that they, I mean, if you're trying to research a safe pesticide to use, on cannabis, you're going to get nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And you can't exactly. use tobacco as a, so as a model either because yeah. they're exempt from a lot, of, 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 a lot of the rules around yeah. pesticide use. Yeah. yeah you can so with whatever poison yeah. you want. So where do yeah. you get your information from? You have to you have to trial and error. Yeah. I remember in the days it was always neem oil. Everybody used yeah. to say and neem, neem oil is bad. It's, it's, it's poisonous. Bad, bad. I mean, look at smoking it. If you're smoking it, it's poisonous. Yes. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you should take a look at your plants and what they look like after you apply neem oil. And no, but people drink neem oil. For what? Uh, in India, yeah, like, uh, take a shot of aloe vera, they'll take a shot of neem oil. Neem, but, neem but is a plant and it's no, very it's volatile <laughs> in but, high amounts. Yeah. But burning it, that's where acid directing becomes highly toxic. For sure. Eating it and ingesting it on your fruits and veggies, you're going to feel different. Yeah. But burning stuff is... And that's, that's the problem, is because, problem. you know what I mean, it's because how, we, how do we consume cannabis? Yeah, and it's oil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's spread and it's oil. It goes nowhere. And if you spend X amount and put so much time and effort into something, you don't want to see it fail because of bad rot or because of mites. That's it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like chances. Yeah. yeah. We're heading into growing conversation, should we? I'm very excited tonight. Shane's agreed he's going to do a growing with my buds for us this evening. So, okay, so I don't know what that phrase means. So, growing with my buds is the section where Dan normally talks to okay. us about ways of growing. And when, when we were chatting on Friday, you were telling me some new method or... It's method. Not, no, it's not a new method. It's just the, the method that I grow with. And that's, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I call it the hybrid method, but I don't know if that's what it should be called or if there's a, an official... An official techno. techno techno growing. <laughs> techno growing. But it's just um, mixing organics and salts. <laughs> so you know you get some people that are uh, almost religious about <laughs> doing it the organic way, and it must be pure, and all your chakras must be aligned, mm -hmm. and there must be crystals and. Uh, you know, That's me. Yeah. Okay, right, so I won't say anything bad about that. <laughs> but I don't take that approach, mm -hmm. um, and I've tried my hand at both salts. So for the first five or six years that I grew, it was purely cocoa and um, salt nutrients, salt-based nutrients. Mm -hmm. 
and then I tried my hand on organics and that was a bit of a flop but there were some some advantages um, I do think the taste is better um, I know there'll be people that disagree with me especially the, you know you get hardcore salt growers as well that also tend you know but um, for me I sort of evolved into a happy medium between organics and the usage of salts mm -hmm. and that works best for me so like a hybrid System. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we call it salt organics. Salt organics. So there's actually a user on IG called Salt Organics. Really? So, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yes, exactly that. Yeah. So I I so often wonder about the sustainability of growing organics when you you know when you when you're buying in your soil and you you know you're still buying everything in and there's the transport that of that whatever. To me, organics is growing weed in your garden in the soil. But know, I mean, organics is a whole science. Compost. I know. So my yeah. when I say I'm the rub your crystal grower, <laughs> I mean that I love growing the plants in the For soil sure. at the jazz farm here. And I know that I'm, I can't <clears throat> strictly call myself an organic grower because I don't know anything about putting... Bringing in soil and putting it in a pot and growing organically. Uh, mine's in the ground. Yeah, but there shouldn't be this deviation anyway, because at the end of the day, you do whatever's uh, whatever works best. Well, exactly. Because yeah, even with, with organics, your plant, the soil will break it down into a format that the plant can take it into anyway. So with salts, you're just bypassing that step. Yes. They, to the plant, it makes no and that's difference. That's a nice way of explaining. Just say mm. that again. So with organics, your soil has to break it down. So whatever so nutrients are in the soil or what uh, bottled nutrients, organic nutrients you might add, yes. the soil has to break down the nutrients. So that so they're that available for the plant. Yeah. And yeah. now with salts, you bypass that whole that whole process. I see. Okay, so, so you're adding an You're just jumping to the end point. Yeah, you're, uptake. Just, yeah, you're, you're skipping a few steps and going right to the end. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. okay. But there are benefits to organics as well because... Um, you know, with organics, you tend to get a, a more accurate genetic expression of the plant. Okay. So yes. when you, because essentially, if you overdo the salts, you're force feeding the plant. Yeah. So you get it to express genetically in ways it wouldn't do, it wouldn't normally do in nature. When it's, ah, I see. And yeah. while you might get bigger, bigger yields and a better looking bud, there yeah. will always be disadvantages to something like that. Yeah. So you know, if you can find a happy medium between those two, then do whatever works for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's all yeah. it is really. There's no. Yeah. And I mean, there's some no people. Formula or anything. Some people t totally freak out if there's even one seed in their, uh, you know, in their in their weed, and they're like, well, oh, good luck whatever, whatever, cookie, whatever cookie, like cookie crosses them. Yeah. So and and when we are there, right, straight in the soil, there's always a few. You know, and we always say, oh, we won't charge you extra for the few no, seeds no, that I mean, are in there. there you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for that. That's awesome. Yeah, so there's good. organic versus salt. Growing with your buds. Yeah. Growing with my buds. Growing with my buds. Yeah. Growing with our buds. Yeah. <laughs> We're missing Dan. Dan, if you're watching tonight, we hope you're having a great time down there in PE. You're being really, really productive. Dan's gone on a big job, and we're wishing him all the best with that. I think yeah. that it's um, luck, big Dan. jobs like that are always a challenge, and um, a great challenge. And we're really, really proud of Dan uh, in the first time we met him must have been around also around about 2013 uh, when he was working at GT Hydro yeah. all those years ago yeah. um, and he still got hold of Joe and said oh Joe please introduce us to them <laughs> and whatever and when we think that that he's now going to go and do a big build um, 
down at the coast, I think, where he's come a long way. So, mm -hmm. Dan, I hope you're watching because I'm busy, you know, blowing your trumpet. <laughs> yeah. well, you, can, you can have a lot more to teach us all, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. There's exactly. so much more. So now we've got a real guest. We can have a real Instagram winner competition. So, so you've got to choose the Instagram winner. Oh, okay. How do I do that? So yeah. we've got, um, it's the hashtag on Instagram. Just if you do hashtag hotboxshow. On, on the picture, and it must be an original picture. We go through all of them, and we pick like the top five or six, and okay. then one of us chooses a winner, and we send them a little gift bag. Okay, so it's just what I think is the best looking picture. So that's yeah. it. Yeah. It's going to be okay. up on the screen now. All right. We're going to cycle through right. them, and then we'll cycle through them again once or twice or three times. All right, no so. problem. And every now and again, people who have won recently sneak into the lineup <laughs> because they're just such beautiful pictures. Yeah. So we might stop you and say sorry. Um, Charles E. Puffs win, can't win this week because he's won already in the last Is Charles E. Puffs somebody that sneaks in every now and again? Uh, no, no, yeah, no, but they've recently won. They've so recently won. have a three-month gap for fairness. But, <laughs> but we always uh, like to show every, uh, as many pictures as we've got time for. Mm -hmm. And um, if there are particularly good ones and you have already won, the reason why you've already won is because you take great pics, um, then we'll show you pictures anyway. Yeah. So keep, keep entering. Okay, it's coming up now. Make sure we have your details. Yeah. So that we can contact you and you can collect your oh, parts. The DMs on the Insta really is yeah. something as that. Yeah, it is. And um, well, while we're waiting for the Instagram to come up, um, Should I would to yeah. the calendar then. We can go to the calendar. Okay. And as oh, I was wait, saying earlier, uh, we have our big week at the UN next week. And we've submitted everything that we can possibly submit. So we've submitted all these questions to the WHO and all of those big guys. We've uh, sent in a three-minute video, which Boom and I made um, on Monday at the last minute, usual, lastminute.com, and um, he edited it really, really amazing for me. And it has been shortlisted to be shown. A three-minute video about, don't forget about, all the hundreds and thousands of um, traditional cannabis users, producers, and traders in the global south. So we're hoping that, that that video will be shown next week. So we've actually got four or five different things going on, and uh, you'll never remember them all, but if you do sign up for the Fields of Green for All newsletter, it's free, it's just go to fieldsofgreenforall.org.za, you will be able to chart our progress next week, you'll hear whether our video was actually shown to the rest of the world, and, um, and we'll give you feedback on our social media. So don't forget to follow us on Facebook or Instagram and subscribe here and whatever medium floats your boat. But if, uh, if it's news about the real true story about how it's going in South Africa with cannabis legalization, then Fields of Green Falls your place. Yeah, you can trust us. Yeah. <clears throat> right, I believe uh, Boom has got us our Instagram it's ready. Our Instagram. Ah, there we go. There we go. The green munchkin. The green munchkin. Look at those babies. I love it. Okay, <laughs> nice, yeah. Baby arm. Oh. Hello, Jean. Beautiful pictures. Very, very cool. Mama John. And okay. new names tonight as oh. well, which is quite nice. South Africa. South weed African shots. weed shots. Yeah. Oh. It's a little video. And it looks rock hard, too. Mm. Yeah. There's a praying mantis hiding on that. Um. I know. <laughs> uh, bandworm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Pink pistols. We've spoken about pink pistols before. Beautiful to see. It's quite mm. difficult to choose, eh? Because it's so different. <laughs> it's very difficult. Um, Just keep going until. <laughs> <laughs> Indoor, outdoor, worms, has, leaves. Yeah. I kind of like that one, but yeah. It's That's up to you. Nice healthy, We're not allowed nice to influence plants. you. The okay. You please please influence me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can really, really. Okay. Um, so cute. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm gonna go for the Hulk one. You're That's go very nice one. as well. I mean, they, they're all very nice. Yeah, it's difficult, eh? The whole yeah, one. I kind of like that one, yeah. Ginger rape seeds. And it's Bruce Banner. Gin, ginger rape seed coat. Yeah, so cool, it's Bruce Banner yeah. and Hulk together. Okay. Bruce Banner is Hulk. Exactly. Bruce Banner is Hulk. Okay. Yeah, and cool. is, oh, is that the? Oh, I think I just I just realised I had a bit of a slow moment there. Is uh, Bruce Banner? Is that a strain? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Yes. And what's from Dark Horse? From Dark Horse Genetics. Okay. So that's a uh, cross of strawberry diesel and OG Kush. Are you one of these people who can remembers all those things? Well, that one. A, a fair amount, yes. Is but it? Not, oh, okay. No, no, not all of them. I don't know. Okay. It's not a yeah. skill I have. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. Oh no. Oh, that's great. Oh, well, that was very clever. But that obviously, Bruce fun. Banner is Hulk. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But as Hulk, but not in Hulk form. He's okay. The human form of Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. You learn something new every day. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, we've got some events coming up. Um, first and foremost, let's just remind everybody, the Cape Town Cannabis Expo coming up mm -hmm. on the 24th to the 27th of March at the Grand okay. West. Um, and then this weekend... Hills of Green for All is going to be there at the Cannabis there. Expo. If you, are, you come to the Expo, you have to, have to, have to come and say hi. It's the Continental Cape Town Cannabis Cup happening. That's very cool, like yeah. All sorts yeah. of... You guys are, are, are um, sponsors there? Uh, no, Golden Goose is entering. Okay. Okay. But we're, so because we're entering, we're not sponsoring. Okay. But green, yeah, so um, green, yeah, green, thumb, is, green yeah. thumb will be sponsoring as well, yes. Okay, nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Good. And then uh, this weekend at the green side, it started today, is the launch of Vision Lane um, at 27 Green Eagles Road, green side. Uh, Trade Africa team have built a permanent wellness therapy rooms, studios and a unique transit tea lounge that's going to be open for you to enjoy daily. Uh, so head out over this weekend and have a look there. It's, uh, it's an amazing vibe and um, just like to say welcome back Greenside and uh, Trade Africa to our affiliates. Yes. Great to have you back. <laughs> they joined the, the affiliate program this week so thank you very much. It was um, it's, it's been a long time time coming and we wish them every single success and we look yeah. forward to working together. Yeah. Saturday there's a pop-up event loaded. It's called Cannabis as Medicine. Uh, it's 120 bucks entrance. Uh, there's an afternoon with drumming, snacks, coffee, joints, seeds and treats. It's at Rivermouth 420. This is in KZN. Uh, you want to get hold of Green Hobbit Louise if, if you want to find out more about that. Okay, great. There's always such nice little events going down in KZN that mm. Louise uh, organized. So it sounds like a great day. And then something completely different. Um, on Tuesday and Wednesday next week, it's something called the Undercover Farming Expo at CSIR. I thought that was quite interesting oh. because most 
there's a lot of cannabis growers that are undercover, you know, it's all greenhouse and, and hydroponics. So they say here, yeah, the Undercover Farming Expo and Conference is hosted annually and focuses on South, Southern Africa's greenhouse and shade net industry. Okay. The focus we set for the yeah. 2022 event will by and large be on quality of technology with which greenhouse producers in Southern Africa run their operations successfully and their continuous expansion. So this is, yeah, this is obviously for the commercial agricultural yeah, sector. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, I mean, they are light years ahead of us. Yeah, no, they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think so we've got a lot. buy from the same list. We've got again? A, no reason we can't buy from the same list. Well, the problem is that so yeah. we, uh, at yeah. Green Thumb we've been trying to sort of delve into that. Um, but the problem is the volumetric size of yeah. the products mm -hmm. that they sell. Because they, they're catering for the agricultural sector, yeah. sort of, you know, 10, 25 liters and up. All those people who want licenses, can, yeah. they can afford the tickets. It's like just over two and a half thousand rand a ticket. But I do think what you learn there and the networking that you get there, and oh, you get to put up a little stall. Yeah. 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 Learning from forums, you're yeah, learning from, from, from real experts. Yeah. Professionals. Yeah. 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 People that have been doing it yeah. as a business for, for decades. You know what and I mean? all, the whole undercover farming thing is about food surety. Yeah. So it's all about uh, environmental protection and deviations and getting rid of that okay. as much as possible. Uh, so you're saying the negative impact that that sort of commercial farming has had on, on, on the uh, environment? No, just the And how to deviate away from that? On, on it, like you're losing your old crop due to hail. Oh, like that, okay. Yeah. Now you're farming under cover of hail. Okay, for sure, yes. And you protect it. Okay. So that's what they're pushing, is that kind of like securing yeah. the food supply. Yes. So, I think it might okay. be the future, particularly with if they're going, going to want to you know, they're going to be producing loads of standardized medicine. Yeah. yeah. So if that's what floats you both, then head over to the CSIR. Yeah, uh, actually, www.undercoverfarmingexpo.co.za. It's really okay. easy to remember. So yeah, I thought I'd throw that one in out of absolutely no way. That's very cool. Yeah. That's yeah. a nice one. Yeah. Um, just waiting for the poll results to come through. I think, um, what do you guys, how do you think the people will have voted? What was our poll again? <laughs> Seems like ages, ages ago. ago. Yeah. It was. It was the polls ages come ago. through. The poll was: uh, Should you need a license to sell weed? Your, your options were: You don't need one for cigarettes. Why should you need one for dacha? Or yes, else the market will flood and collapse. Or only for t high THC products, uh, so we can maintain food safety or good safety. Sorry. The results are in. Are they in? And. Yeah. Okay. Yes, give it to us. You don't need one for cigarettes. Um, why yeah. should you need one for tobacco? I mean, yeah. go away. 60% <laughs> of people. Got well, okay, so we already got a majority there. Yes, else the market will flood and collapse. Only 20%. And the other 20% is only for high THC products so we can maintain good safety. So okay. people aren't too worried too much about the safety of THC products necessarily. It's yeah. It's the safety you of... You should, I think you spend like edibles and stuff, you want to know what your liver is and your, what you're going to have to process. Or just how high you're about to get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with maybe even a little sticker that says if it gets too high, you know... Not for rookies. Yeah. CBD yeah, or something. Exactly. But yeah, we're talking about just selling. Mm. You know? No, this, yeah. is a, this is for you to be able to go down to... So regulate the grower, or, or if that's what you want to do. No, regulate the end product. End product. Product. Yeah, regulate the end product. That's a really, really important like thing. Yeah. Because the amount of testing it's been SBS, through. Whatever you make. So it goes to there and then it goes again from there. Okay. It's the yeah. same with the ombudsman. It does the same job. It goes to it or it's a Q&A yes. level. 
someone is, is applying it, and then from there it goes out again, and then it yeah. can go on the shelf. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I think that that's where like a mass consumer product. I think yeah. that on a on a craft like a, a craft level, I think that most people um, really have the have the best intentions at heart. Yeah, because you and don't want to chase seen the it customer with base away. Yeah, we've, we've seen it with people with edibles. It wasn't very long before we all got to learn about. I mean, when I first made a dacha cake, what did we know about milligrams per dose? Yeah, Nothing. You just ate it all and, and totally destroyed the rest of your day. You <laughs> know? Stronger, make yeah. stronger. Or put a whole handful of flour into your banana bread dough. And but how does, I mean, at what point do you sort of, if you look at craft beer, because that might, um, you know, for, exactly. for the audience out there, that yeah. might be yeah. more. It's when but you reach a certain limit. <laughs> yeah. If you bring more than a certain amount of liters, yes. then you need a license. Exactly. So maybe it should yeah. be the same type of thing then. Yeah, I reckon. Because then it's like the best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. You can still dabble and you, know, and you can have fun. And it's not very difficult to initiate a, a, a testing and labeling facility if you have a co-op, or what we call a hub. So that is the job of the hub. So you would have a hub in our area here, maybe the greater sort of hard to be a support Krugersdorp area, and you'd have somewhere there'd be a hub, and that's where you could have testing facilities, you could have uh, labeling advice, you could have even you could have a little side print-on-demand little thing that can print all your labels for you, growing advice, yeah. everything that the yeah. corporacy does. Yes, yeah. like the farmers do. You yeah. go to the OTK or the Whatever, whatever it's, it's, it's called now. Yeah. It's the yeah. it's the corporacy. It's the yeah. agri hub. Yeah. That's it. Um, so we need that for cannabis, yes. um, and that that yeah. is where we need funding. Is not everybody to pump all of their money into growing cannabis because we're going to be swimming in this stuff soon. Yeah. Pump your money into establishing a co-op, and there's no d reason why you shouldn't establish a co-op for profit or for a really nice salary. You know, so imagine if you could get some funding, that's where we need help from overseas, to come and establish these co-ops. So that is in the range of, say, somebody who's just a smallholder farmer who needs all of those um, services, like the testing and the labeling advice, and then you can eventually expand it to everybody bringing their stock there, and it gets sold in an anonymous auction. Yeah. You know, and so you can get the best price for your weed, and like they do with like the tobacco. The they go, or the flower market, with the tobacco, they go through and they grade it all, yep. and then they get one of those dudes who talks very first, and oh, blah, 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 whatever, <laughs> and there goes the white widow at 95 rand a gram, boop, sold yeah. to the gentleman over okay. there, wouldn't it be great? Yeah, that would be very really cool, yeah. Then there would be competition for people to produce quality, you can sell but your thing at the auction, and then the awesome. buyers all come there, and mm -hmm. it can be, can be anonymous, because otherwise it can be rigged. Yes. Just like you everything know, in life. Just yeah. everything can yeah. be rigged to anonymous auction. Yeah. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was a bit of a quote from the manifesto. Because that is exactly what we outline in our manifesto as being a solution to South Africa's commercial cannabis sector. That at least as a, as we can be central places for everybody to take their, their products. In not too wider areas, mm. you know. Mm. Um, but that that's, is very far in the future. Own. Yeah, very fine in the future. Well, thank you. I think um, that's about time to we, we, we wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Can you I so say much. one more thing? Please. One Can more I just thing? remind everyone that on the 22nd of April, Friday the 22nd of April, yes. Yes. Bry, beers, specials, and the bong. <laughs> <laughs>
That's it. And the bong. We're going to take some photos and maybe also post it from our socials. We'll post it from our socials. Everybody gather at at Green Thumb. They do do good beer. They do do good. Good beer um, and mediocre burrows rolls. Well, if you have enough beers, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Or spliffs. They'll have a little Cordendorf private space. So, Shane, thank you so much for joining us thank tonight. You, and I'm going to put you totally on the spot because yeah, every night, um, every show, we all have a little sign-off line. So what would you like to say to our viewers tonight as oh, you sign-off well, from the show? You weren't joking when you said you put me on the spot yet. Yeah. yeah. A little sign-off line. I always forget yeah. to warn people. Please. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm going to need you to stay safe and choose happy. And that's how the cookie crumbles. That's how, how, how crumbles. the cookie crumbles. I stole that from, uh, was it Bruce Almighty? Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to need you to light one up for Jules. And we'll see you next week for episode 207. And uh, looking forward to it. Thanks for your support.